Welcome to Weather Jazz, a world audience and almost daily podcast about anything and everything weather and science and earth science, and sometimes off-topic material that the creator and host finds interesting. I am the creator and host, Andre Bernier. I'm a meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio. And in just a moment, we'll get to today's material, and I pray that you will enjoy your time here and to help spread the word about Weather Jazz, now available on most mobile podcast apps, as well as on the website, weatherjazz.com. This episode is being produced via the production tools on our host's server, anchor.fm. And if you've ever thought of starting a podcast, take a look at anchor.fm. They make it easy, and best of all, it's free, just like this podcast, Weather Jazz. And this is episode number 45 for Tuesday, January the 29th, 2019. We're right on the precipice of uh, some bitterly cold air and uh, some record-breaking cold air as well, at least in several varieties. It's not the coldest air we've ever uh, seen here in northeast Ohio, but certainly... It is uh, very, very notable. Good evening to everybody. I've got a special treat for you tonight. Uh, those of you that were watching Fox 8 uh, earlier know that I was going to have a, a conversation with a delightful friend who lives in northeast Iowa. His name is, uh, he goes by the name of Jeff Kennedy. That was his television name. His real name is Jeff Kronschnabel, and uh, he lives in Laporte City. And uh, that's uh, not far from Waterloo and north of Cedar Rapids. Uh, they're obviously a lot colder than we are right now. You'll discover that here in our conversation in just a moment. And uh, hopefully in a few days we'll check back with Jeff and get an update of uh, what those lowest temperatures were. But he's already in the thick of it right now. And by the way, just so that you know, going into this conversation... Uh, Jeff and I knew of each other in the 1980s, the early 1980s, because Cedar Rapids was the first TV job that I had, and Jeff was in Waterloo, and we were actually competition. But uh, only in the last couple of decades have we managed to forge a wonderful, wonderful friendship. And uh, it's, it's almost a shame we did, didn't get to know each other back then, but uh, it doesn't matter in the end because uh, what we have right now is just something very, very delightful. So without any delay, here's the conversation that I just had with uh, Jeff Kennedy in Northeast Iowa tonight. Well, Jeff, greetings uh, from uh, one Arctic uh, basin to another, uh, but your your Arctic basin is a lot more impressive than mine. Oh, Andre, great to be on Weather Jazz with you tonight. Um, yeah, I'm standing here by my weather station at my house uh, about five miles north of LaPorte City, Iowa. Uh, outside tonight, minus 9.6, and the wind somewhere around 15 miles an hour, and my wind chill is, oh, it just went to 45 below, oh, 49 below. Good, <laughs> and uh, uh, I think <laughs> we were on the phone just before, and you you had a, uh, a, a low wind chill of... Um, over 50 below? 51 or something um, like that? Yes, I pushed the button here. The low, oh my goodness, the lowest wind chill so far is minus 62. Ooh. And yeah. that was uh, at 650, yeah, just a few minutes ago. Yeah, 651 our mm -hmm. time. 
Well, not too long ago. You've been in Iowa now for uh, many, many decades. In fact, most people don't know uh, that you and I were once rivals. Uh, you were at uh, Channel 7, um, at KWWL, and I was at Channel 2 at the time, WMT, which turned to KGAN. Uh, you were in Waterloo. I was in Cedar Rapids. It was the split market. But uh, you and I uh, were, were competition. We didn't really know each other back then at all, and we became wonderful friends uh, in the last 20 or so years. You left in, was it 1982 or 3? Uh, yeah, 1982, in, uh, at the 82. end of February, yeah. Okay, you left and I stayed. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, another part of the wonderful story is that you had a, an opportunity to come to Cleveland uh, at one of the one of the local stations here, and uh, but you decided uh, against it that you wanted to uh, stay in Iowa. Well, I wanted to come, um, I, and I, I had the chance to come to WOIO Channel 19 there in Cleveland, mm -hmm. and uh, we were owned by a company called Raycom Media. And they owned, I think it was 30 or so stations all over the country. And uh, the station in Cleveland was their biggest. And they had an opening for a weekend meteorologist. And I, I had, at the time, I had another ball in play, if you will. I had another job offer in this market from another station. Mm -hmm. And I went to my boss and said, you know, um, I've got a job offer and I'd like to kind of stay in the family if I could. I had some benefits built up, et cetera, with Raycom, and it just made sense for me to stay within Raycom, so I asked if I could apply for the job in Cleveland, and they offered me the job, and I thought, well, great. I, this is a wonderful step up career-wise, and I was excited to go, and I came out for an interview, and they seemed like they liked me, and I liked them, and I came back home, and I picked up the phone to call the news director and tell him that I was coming. My wife came in the room crying. <laughs> She's from Iowa. She grew up here. This is her home. Sure. Her family is here. And she said, I don't want to leave my family. Mm. <laughs> wow. Well, couldn't you have told me this like 10 minutes ago? <laughs> and so I said, all right, I'm going to put the phone down. We're going to go and get something to eat. And when we come back, I want a decision. I said, I'm not going to, you know, I don't want to force you to go anywhere against your will. But I said, I think it's a great opportunity. And we came back from dinner and I said, all right, what's it going to be? And she started to cry again. I said, well, okay, that tells me a lot. I, I'm not going to make you do something that you don't want to do. So we ended up staying mm -hmm. and it turned out to be an okay decision. So you can you can drive yourself crazy second guessing oh, sure. what would have happened if. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, you're right. We, we could have been in the same market again. That would have been a lot of fun. But of course, I think the, the best scenario would have been to bring you over to Fox 8 and uh, have the chance to work together because uh, w once we uh, began to get to know each other and forged, we forged a friendship that uh, has uh, uh, has withstood the test of time and just become even stronger. Uh, we share a lot of the same uh, personal beliefs uh, and uh, we, just, we just hit it off and I just never knew that we would hit it off when you were my competition back in 1981. I was the bad guy back then, wasn't I? <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting because in television back then, 
you, you did not really uh, go around and chum around with people at the, the TV stations from across the station. You just didn't do that. Uh, and, of course, now it's, it's, it's a different game. Uh, we occasionally will have uh, all of the meteorologists in Cleveland get together for, like, a Christmas meal. And uh, we'll just have a grand time. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're competition. We're not going to give away secrets to each other. But yeah. we're also part of, a, of kind of a, a, a big club, if you will understand each other and have fun together um, and so I think the times have changed in that regard and um, it's a shame that we didn't uh, have that attitude back in the early 1980s but uh, I'm so glad that I had the opportunity to uh, to touch bases with you when I did because um, my hunch was right he's a good guy <laughs> Well, I agree. We've we've had the chance here too to to get to know each other. Some of the other meteorologists and I will just have lunch, and uh, I I also get to work occasionally with the CBS and Fox affiliate here. Mm -hmm. If they need somebody to pinch hit or mm -hmm. somebody's gone on a weekend, I'll jump in and work with them, and that's been fun. And mm -hmm. uh, you know, a, another chance to get to know some other folks in the market and kind of see how they do business, and I really enjoy that. And uh, not to talk a lot of shop here, but you have several people here at Fox 8 that used to work in Cedar Rapids. Uh, one of them at KCRG. Uh, his name is Lou Maglio. He used to be an anchor reporter there. And and I've uh, tossed around your name. And he goes, yeah, I remember Jeff. And uh, also John Telich. Uh, who uh, worked with uh, in the sports department uh, at uh, WMT um, before he came to Cleveland. And so he, too, has it seems like we've got a lot of Cedar Rapids connections here in, in Cleveland, in particular right here at, uh, at Channel 8. Uh, talk to me about the, the, the cold wave, because before I started recording, you mentioned that your below zero streak was going to potentially exceed 48 hours. Um, we are below zero now, mm -hmm. and we're supposed to remain below zero until sometime probably Friday afternoon. Wow. Um, the high temperature on Wednesday is supposed to be around 15 or 16 or 17 below zero. Mm -hmm. And the low temperature, both um, Wednesday morning and Thursday morning, is supposed to be around 30 below. Mm. Um, we just had a coating of fresh snow. It's really powdery, and as you know, that's a great radiator. The sky is clear. <laughs> the wind, I'd like to see what the temperature would be if the wind would lighten up, but maybe I don't want to see that. <laughs> right. It, it, everything is in place for an extremely cold weather event, and a prolonged one. You know, sometimes we'll get to 20 or 25 below zero for one night or so, but for it to stay below zero that far, that's, that's rather crazy and, and just very, very rare. Do you know what the record is uh, in in northeast Iowa for the longest stretch of below zero uh, air, by yes. chance? That's a good question. I don't know. Mm. Um, someone else was asking me that today. They said, is this the coldest to remember? And I said, no. Um, it's been a long time ago, but I was working uh, with a fellow named Craig Johnson, mm -hmm. and we were just batting this around, and, and the all-time record low temperature in Iowa was 47 below zero, and that was at two places. One was a place called Washta, 
and the other place is up in the northeast part of the state in a, a town called El Cater. Mm -hmm. And that was the night El Cater hit 47 below zero. And there's a, well, it's a nature center kind of down in the river valley. And if it's going to get cold, it's going to get cold there. And they were 47 below zero that morning. There were a number of places in the river valleys, especially that hit 40 below zero. Mm. Um, and I'll, I'll just never forget that. So, you know, people say, oh, all-time record cold. It's like, no, 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 this is not quite there. It's, it's cold, yeah, and, and kind of life-threatening, really, but right. not all-time stuff. Yeah, that's what we've mentioned here in Cleveland, that this is notably cold, and you do have to take precautions, but it's not the record. Uh, the record for the longest period below zero here was in 1994 when we hit our all-time record of 20 below, and uh, it was 56 hours uh, of uh, below zero temperature. Uh, in fact, um, the National Weather Service at the time didn't even know what the record was because nobody really kept track of that particular stat. But Dick Goddard, yeah. our senior meteorologist, did, and he was the one who presented the information to the Weather Service and said, by the way, your record is 56 hours, and here's uh, here's all the data. Um, now, we won't come to that, um, that uh, long of a stretch. Our stretch, probably 30 to 35. Five hours okay. in, in this go around, uh -huh. and uh, the Air nineteen or twenty fourteen, uh, we had uh, two records at midnight. Uh, we had a record going uh, at the exit of the day and the, and the very beginning of the day in January of twenty fourteen. It was eleven below. I don't think we'll hit eleven below this time, uh, but we'll be close, uh, maybe eight below ish. Um, as I like to tell a lot of my viewers, I, I like the ish. It's a lot of elbow room in ish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, well, you know, you mentioned records, and, and some people aren't too familiar with the record low or record cold maximum temperature. You know, we have record right. record cold temperatures both ways on the right. on the minimum side and on the maximum side. Mm -hmm. And it's likely that we'll have some record low maximum temperatures being set here tomorrow. Yep, same here. Um, uh, yeah. The very, very same here. In fact, we have uh, four records that are in jeopardy. Tomorrow morning's record low, Thursday morning. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Wednesday morning's record low. Wednesday's uh, record low maximum. Thursday's minimum. And Thursday's maximum cold. So we have four in a row that we are likely to establish uh, here before this, uh, this one exits. Haven't you thought it interesting that this, this winter has been almost like somebody flipped a switch you know going into the winter mm -hmm. we had warmer than normal temperatures we had rain in december when it's usually at least ice or snow but we had rain and january kind of started out that way and then all of a sudden it was like something flipped and now here we sit with record cold and it looks like this it's going to be brief um, by the weekend we're supposed to be back in the 30s to around 40 here mm -hmm. yep so same thing about a yeah. 70 degree jump in a of a few days which wow. is crazy but yeah, your your jump is going to be a your jump's going to be a little more impressive than ours, uh, but uh, uh, but uh, a lot of people are saying, "Thank goodness, <laughs> we're going to have yeah. a nice little jump." Yes, yes, but I think I, I heard you say earlier, winter's not over, and you're right. I think we still have well, at least February, and and I figure by the time we get to March, usually the worst is behind us. But February can still be awfully cold. And, and of course, around here in Cleveland, we like to joke that summer really doesn't get going until July 4th around here. 
But uh, anything to do with the lake, perhaps? Yeah, maybe just a little, you know, yeah. especially if it's iced over, and it's going to ice over pretty good with this patch. But Well, Jeff, it's, what a delight it has been. So maybe we can check in with you later in the week, and uh, when all is said and done, and we can see what your lows were and, and how you're keeping warm. You told me how you were keeping warm with your wood stove, and uh, that sounds real, real cozy uh, there in your home. Well, I like the I like the uh, I like the smell number one, and mm-hmm. I like the work involved. It's just yeah, in the winter time. That's that's kind of what I do is I split firewood and burn it, and uh, it's maybe not cheap heat. I mean, you have to have a truck to haul the wood with, and a chainsaw to cut it with, and a splitter, and all that stuff, and it kind of adds up. But if you ignore that, it's like boy, that's great heat, it's cheap. So yeah. good exercise. That's why I send my wife out to split wood. <laughs> Good for you. Hey, can I can I just say, Andre? I I've been thinking about people that I really admire in the broadcast industry, and you're one of them. You you just deserve a big pat on the back for your professionalism and your uh, longevity. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but we both know how tentative the business is, and you've managed to do very very well. And the people in Cleveland, they. They're very fortunate to have you there. And WJW, too, they're, they're very fortunate to have somebody like you there that's a professional and does it the right way. So coming from me, pat on the back, brother. Way to go. Um, can I hire you as my personal PR director? <laughs> I'd be happy to do that. Uh, you're very, very kind. And, of course, I think the world of you and um, and in northeast Ohio, or northeast Iowa, uh, I'm sure, uh, will have your name on their hearts for a very, very long time. Well, you're very kind, too. Thank you. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast today. And if you're listening via a mobile podcast app, such as Breaker, Overcast, Google Podcast or iTunes among the many that are out there, remember to subscribe to Weather Jazz so that you'll automatically download the new episodes as I am able to upload them. And please take a moment to offer a review, and every single one of those reviews helps to get the word out. If you'd like to contact me with a question, a comment, or a program idea, I look forward to hearing from you. The best and the fastest method is via email. My email address is simply weatherjazz at yahoo.com. Weatherjazz and weatherjazz.com is copyrighted, and the Weatherjazz signature is a registered trademark, all rights reserved. I look forward to being with you soon with a brand new episode right here on Weatherjazz.